You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Yo, is the Southern Oregon smoke actually going to completely collapse? We have no idea. Does Justin Fields completely intro? suck now? Dude, I'm trying to be hot takey. I don't know. I was going to say, well, come this guys. Is, this I'm is trying. worse. <laughs> it really this is. This is fucking terrible. This is terrible. All right. We're just going to like recap. We're just going to do Matt. We're just going to jump right into it, dude. Let's just jump into the recaps. And I just want to kick things off because I'm going to be the one that's going to introduce the games just because I want to try to take advantage of the flow and try to expedite some things. But Darren, the first game we're going to talk about is Delco versus Wichita. I feel like this doesn't really need that deep of a dive. Yeah. Um, only because, uh, no offense to Jeff, um, sleeper didn't see this as being kind of close and the end product. Um, all I'm going to say is the defending champions had a tough time against the Oaks and they thought that that was mo- much closer game than myself and Jeff. So we'll continue and let's talk about one of the hotly contested games. It was the battle of the undefeated. It was the Denver Brews and Steve taking on the Yao bots and the Philadelphia yellow Hawks. And he, uh-huh. his team dude is looking so freaking good because I mean, he took down another undefeated team. That within itself is pretty impressive. But the fact that Steve is now starting off 3-0, and I mean, is he already a lock for the playoffs? Uh, I mean, probably, right? Like, if you already – if you start out 3-0, and you need about eight wins to, like, lock a playoff spot, like, for sure. Um, so he's already, you know, almost halfway there. So unless the wheels really come off, he's probably in there. Yeah, I feel like with every win, he's kind of buying himself a little bit of elbow room in case something Mm -hmm. happens, right? So if something like that were to occur, I definitely agree. I feel like that's going to be the only things. But are there anything else in this game that is kind of worthy of talking about? It looked like the Chiefs lost over to Indianapolis. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes was still being able to be what Patrick Mahomes does. But I feel like overall, this whole week was a little bit lower of a scoring output from everyone involved, right? Yeah, I think like pretty much every team except for yours like had like down and the weeks. Hollywood hustle. They they exploded. Oh yeah, the Hollywood hustle. Yeah, they they did really well too. I I didn't see them down to the bottom. Not trying to disrespect Brian, I just didn't see them. But just to kind of uh, to your point, there is one, two, three, four, five. I think there's five teams that scored less than a hundred, and mm-hmm. the Southern Oregon Smoke only scored a hundred and three. And, well, you're one of the teams that didn't go over 100 yet, and you have CD Lamp tonight, so you'll definitely be over 100. But I'm just trying to show how low of a scoring output it was this week. But um, yeah. overall, regardless of what's being said, Steve still starts out 3-0, and and I'm not saying he is a playoff lock, but, I mean, it's as close as it's it can get close. if you start off. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. And so let's continue and say, hey, Max had the bye this week, but he almost lost during the bye. It- is something should, should the alarm bells in Murphy Street Empire be ringing right now? And this is the silliest thing I ever because he's undefeated. But I do want to paint the picture. Justin Field is what, what, what's is he poo poo, Darren? Is it over? Yeah, he, I think he's bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it might not be like 100% his fault. Like the Bears organization didn't really set him up well. Um, but I mean, like he has Darnell Mooney, who's been proven to be a good, like quality NFL receiver. He might not be a number one, but he's like good. Um, Cole Komet showed flashes last year and everything. Um, David Montgomery is a quality running back. Like it's, it's and not like he has like, like there nothing. are quarterbacks that were in much worse positions than him that have still yeah. like, like, like Davis Mills last year. Right. Yeah. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Like he is number 32 out of 32. Like he is bad. Um, and I don't really know how it's going to get much better because that said, like his weapons aren't amazing. So like he doesn't have anybody to like kind of elevate him and he makes poor decisions. And when he's being blitzed, they get worse. So I, I mean, I just don't, and the, the bears don't even let him throw the ball. So I don't, I don't see how it's going to get much better. <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to say is this last game, he was eight of 17 with 106 yards. And this is against the Texans. And he also threw two interceptions. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
and this was right after a game against Green Bay where they didn't throw it a lot either. And Lovey Smith, yeah. or not, sorry, not Lovey Smith. I was thinking of the Houston Texans, sorry. Um, but the Bears' whole staff was starting to take a lot of crap, being like, oh, you got to unleash them. And they still entered this game against Houston. Still, they didn't throw a lot. Yeah. So I, I feel like the alarm bells, maybe that's a little bit too critical, but he is going to be in a little bit of trouble until Dak comes back. But the news still, the vibes around MSC is getting a little bit weird because now they're saying Swift might be out for two weeks, right? And he might make mm-hmm. his debut against the Cowboys, which luckily that's not too long. That's fantastic. Yeah. But this has also been the thing with Swift where he can't stay healthy. But uh, I'm trying to be optimistic about it because this doesn't sound like it's something going to be long term, but it's definitely not good news. Yeah. And I, I love DeAndre Swift, as you know, like, I think he's amazing, like super electric, like he's so exciting to watch and everything, but the dude literally always is hurt. Always. Like it's, what is he, is this third year or fourth year now? Um, It's his third year, I think, but he's been hurt every single year. And like the, every, every off season, like this one specifically, I can remember like, pictures of him being like oh he's bulked up he's ready for the carry he's fucking three games in and he's already hurt like <laughs> none of that none of that shit works <laughs> like not just that but it's like it's not like he got a heavy workload with it like jamal Williams yeah. is in there dude so he it's not like he's getting like 40 carries a game he's getting backed up he's getting half a workload and he's still getting wrecked yeah like they need to get him on the ezekiel elliott diet plan or something because like say what you will about zeke but he is reliable um I don't know what you can do about DeAndre Swift. Luckily, Max has Jamal Williams, so he'll be fine. But um, Completely that's agree. something to worry about long term because obviously DeAndre Swift is a much better football player than Jamal Williams. So Yeah, if you're putting DeAndre Swift right now as your starting running back or even in a flex, and then now you have to pivot to maybe like a Jamal Williams, you're definitely a little bit more uncomfortable. And yeah. I feel like it's fair to say. And one last thing I just want to add to uh, the Murphy Street Empire is it looks like almost all running backs across the board have been somewhat disappointing so far, right? Is yeah, that like yeah. is that crazy yep. to say? Yeah, all the all the very good ones, like the top dudes, like Christian McCaffrey hasn't been like amazing. Jonathan um, Taylor has hurt. just been Jonathan very Taylor. bad. Yeah, Joe Mixon out of week one, year. I'm pretty sure, has been like eh. Yeah, until this week, um, Dark Henry was bad. So like all of the the top dudes are struggling. It's weird. Yeah, and just to see someone like with Max, absolutely ro- loaded running back room. But now you take DeAndre Swift away, have um, the entire Colts, even though they won. But Jonathan Taylor has been struggling, 21 carries mm-hmm. for only 71 yards. Usually he breaks off big runs, hasn't been happening. And then, of course, Joe Mixon, Um, you know, just something with the Bengals. They have to, obviously, they will get on track, but definitely some alarm bells. But they are undefeated. So, we're of course, we're being hyperbolic, but... You know, Max has to be feeling a little bit uncomfortable just squeaking by. But luckily, I spoiler alert, he is going to be facing Josh upcoming. And I, I do have beef with the PDL schedule makers. I am going to cast my uh, <laughs> concerns later. But let's continue and talk about the Dallas Drip beating the Vatican City Cardinals. And Dallas had one of the highest scoring like weeks. Uh, I mean, they were one of the high scoring teams this week. Sorry. And the rebuild is really coming together. Lawrence put up over 30. Drake London is currently the wide receiver 13 in PDL format. I mean, it's really coming together. I know in our own like private chats, he's like, oh, damn, I really didn't want to win this week. But, you you know, he's got to be a little bit happy being like, damn, my team can go off already. And I still have three first round picks and I'm still working. Yeah, I I mean, I think that. It's going well for him so far, for sure. He would have beat me every single week if we played three games in a row. Um, so, you know, say what you will about that. Um, but if is that your cry for help, Darren, it is. Um, yeah, and it's not going great down here in Carolina. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think Walsh is doing it right. Obviously, you know, we don't have to say much about Josh because he's doing whatever he's doing down there. And uh I just have don't... a plan, dude. It's such a big brain plan. We just plan can't is. comprehend it, dude. <laughs> um, he hasn't even really been like in the chats or anything the last I like no idea what he's been started. doing, man. So, um, I, I think that's scary because you know, when he's not in the chat, then he's like gone for a couple weeks and he comes back and then he trades fucking some dude for a third round pick. <laughs> so, your prediction right now isn't like within the next week to like one to five weeks, Josh is just going to come in, just make a shit ton of trades. And you're yeah. just going to have no, like he's all of a sudden going to go all in. Yeah. I, I, well, 
I don't know because like you need someone. So like, who's like one, like I'm one and two. I'm not selling stuff to Josh for the assets that he has. Um, Jeff, I was looking at two. his team because I know he's obviously trying to sell a lot, and I, I even I was like, do I even want like Tyler Lockett? No. Yeah, like, like there's I, nobody. I it's weird. Like I was looking at my dynasty rankings earlier, like the the guys that I have, and like the quarterbacks that I want, I can't get. And the quarterbacks that I couldn't get, I don't want. Like there's like there's literally <laughs> oh, like you're 10 stuck in that like bad like dead area. Yeah, there's like literally like ten quarterbacks that are like worth like really trying to get, and like if you have them, you're not going to trade them. So it's like, we can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. But let's move on. The in my opinion, the best matchup we've gone all year up to this point i think it's the pdl not just game of the week but game of the year so far hollywood hustle takes it to the dragons but dragons should not be hanging their heads down only because they had an absolute battle bread had one of the highest scoring um teams this week but unfortunately Mm -hmm. they just went up against the highest scoring team this week which was hollywood and max actually said that the hollywood hustle is currently the best team in the PDL, which I think is a huge disrespect to Steve's team. But hey, I'm just saying what the champ said. But Darren, I would love to get your input on this because it's uh, you're notoriously known to be the haters of both of these teams. And they are arguably the two best teams in the PDL right now. So um, I'm going to take a back seat. And how about you navigate this one for us? I I never I don't think I've ever said that either of these teams are bad. I just don't like their strategy like they going with these like old dudes and stuff that like with no long-term plan it just it, it gives the me results the, the results I, it's work it's work it's working all right it's working i'm not i can't say it's not but it gives me the heebie-jeebies like you just got you know you got to have some like 401k like something to fall back on but, but they don't neither of them um jalen hurts is fucking awesome um james robinson i can't believe like he looks as good as he does like that just breaks my brain because he's the only running back that's ever come back from Achilles surgery that like looks the way he does. Um obviously Cooper Cup and Mark Andrews are like studs. Um and Cordell Patterson, not gonna lie, I thought he was gonna suck again. <laughs> I because like it doesn't make any sense that a 31 year old breaks out at 31 and then all Dude, of a sudden his career like, trajectory still good. like he's gonna be one of like if my kids end <laughs> like, up playing fantasy football they'll be like dad who the fuck was Cordarell Patterson or Cordero Patterson and, why like, did he what, suck what was his the career? first 10 years he was in the NFL <laughs> like, like my like, one friend reached out I was like oh yeah this trade rape guy and the one person they're saying like oh he's gonna be the next Cordero Patterson and, and oh my god dude like his career trajectory makes absolutely no sense he was but, no, continue, so continue. bad for 10 years like literally all he did was return kicks and now all of a sudden he's like a fucking good running back like it's Adrian so Peterson weird. when he runs with the ball now it's unbelievable <laughs> so weird like he probably should have been a running back his entire career but and it probably would have went a little bit better but like nobody until Bill Belichick was like yeah this guy should be a running back and you know since then he's been pretty good but um I don't know like it's his team's like good but I still think I I mean I'm not this is, I don't mean this in his disrespect but I just think some of these guys are just like it's like it's ugly looking like you know like Daryl Henderson Ryan Tannehill like even even Cordell Patterson honestly to me is like gross <laughs> doesn't like look nice but he's getting results it's so i Maybe can't you like, really argue some of it da- okay darren i have a new opening to the podcast we have to <laughs> I need say some of these what we represent and then our record and maybe that will establish some credibility here because you have to look at the facts man these two are honestly the best teams in the pdl there's just no way around it well well i would say steve's team is the best team he is the only undefeated team along with max and uh max struggled mightily this week um so i i would have to say like steve with you know he's got sexy players pat mahomes nick chubb <laughs> saquon barkley that, that's what those are brown you. darren waller like he's got he's got the goods so like for me like that you know looks it looks nicer it's gotta you have to have the results and look nice obviously brett i mean i i do think brett and brian both have good teams but they're just like they're ugly. Like they're like the maulers. They're like the ugly teams that just like ground and pound. Like Pete Carroll would jerk off to their teams or something. Like you know, they're <laughs> they get results. They're like they it's efficient. It you might not like it, but this way. is peak fantasy yeah. performance. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Pete Carroll way. <laughs> yeah, no, 
I think that's what's making this season so much fun because right now you've identified Steve as probably the best team in the PDL and you kind of have the stats and numbers to back that up. And then you have someone like the league champion whose opinion carries a lot of weight on this show says, Mm -hmm. no, actually it's the Hollywood hustle. You guys keep disrespecting them. I I think they're the best team in the PDL. What were you going to say here? If I had to do a power ranking, like right off the hip, like right now, I would probably go Steve, you, Max, Kev. Oh, man, Brett, you're, Kev, you're just going to keep Brett, disrespecting Hollywood like that? <laughs> Kev, Brett, and Brian, like, right. They're all close. Like, those three are, Wait, like, really fun. Wait, Brett above Brian after Brian just beat Brett? <laughs> yeah, I think Brett's team just looks nicer. Oh, my. Oh, Brian, just know I am not piggyback. Sometimes I feel like I get clumped in by saying, oh, the pod hates us. I'm like, bro, I'm it's having just, a pod, it's, it's, and it's I'm not purely this. It's just aesthetics. Aaron. It's purely aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that, that Brian literally just beat. Brett so, by 40 so Brian's points. is you I go understand. to a restaurant, right? And then you get like you order something and it comes out looking I like freaking sludge. Based off of pictures on the menu. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. It doesn't but, but, have but a picture, Brian's I won't order is, it. Yeah, you go to like a shop, right? And then you order a burger and it comes out, it looks horrible. It looks it looks like the, <laughs> but the bread is amazing. stale. You can barely see the meat on there. The the tomatoes look too big. Then you take a bite and you're like, oh my god. God, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. And then you have, I don't know, another team that is a little bit sexier. It looks exactly like from a commercial. Then you bite it and it's just flavorless. Yeah. But you, you want the aesthetic. You want the Instagram picture. Yeah, team, huh? that's that's my, my, mine is the Instagram model team. Oh, look, that looks oh, great. Man. And has no substance. So that's literally you're you're describing your team right now. I am. Your yes. team looks that so nice team. on paper, but it's fucking terrible. It but... looks absolutely amazing, but then it scores a hundred points a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are they like barely though? So let's. That's a perfect transition. The last game we want to recap is your team, the Thunder. You only you're currently down, but Monday Night Football has to be played. But I'm yeah. gonna kind of give you the win unless there's an injury but you only need six points from cd lamb to beat the southern oregon smoke and to me how fucking poetic is it that your fate is in cd lamb's hands right now and the bar is so fucking low like there's yeah. no way he there's he can't he's gonna clear this by maybe he, the first drive he, but, he literally has to i do you even know one what will quarterback this do to on you, the psychologically if he 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 doesn't get hurt he does not get hurt he plays the full game he's still running routes when it says uh triple zeros on the uh clock on how much time's left what, what would that do to you um i would maybe finally consider submitting to max's no you wouldn't you would just say <laughs> that's cooper rush's fault that's what you would say no no because you know let me i'm looking up i'm currently looking up the giants roster right now just so i can see who which cornerbacks they have on their team because oh, i yeah, who do honestly they have? don't know oh they have a dory jackson he's he's good oh okay yeah okay okay so a dory jackson he's athletic and for sure. that that's it that's the only name that like i can say is like actually do they have jabril peppers or am i making that i up? think he's hurt I think. Oh, okay. So he's not even back there. Not that he's a great coverage guy, but he's kind of like yeah, a multi-tool like somebody, physical guy. You know, he's a, yeah, 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 he's, he's someone. Yeah. So they basically they have they have a Dory Jackson, and that's it. So basically, unless he's getting shadow covered by a Dory Jackson the entire game, which is possible, I guess, because CD Lamb is the only receiver that they have. Um, but I, that's one thing I do want to address. Um, the fantasy community thinks that happens a lot, but it, that almost never happens. It doesn't anymore. Like yeah, even against Cooper Cup, it doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, they, like, they don't, teams don't do it anymore. I don't know why, because like you have guys that are like still guys that are like you know oh, yeah, that demand that. skill level. Yeah, like unless why, literally why you have game breaking speed like Tyreek Hill, where you have to completely change your defense depending yeah. on what side of the field they are. Like, it, it's like, even if you're up against, um, I'm trying to think of another really dominant, res- like, even if you're against, like, Justin Jefferson, for some reason, mm-hmm. unless you're Philadelphia. I mean, even Philadelphia didn't. People think that Slay shadowed Justin Jefferson. That didn't happen. Yeah, they but, just put him on him a lot. Like, Yeah, they, they just put him on him every though. once in a while, but, like, that's as yeah. much of the shadowing that happens. But, yeah, so this is just a long way to say is, uh, yeah, Darren, you might get your first win this week. How are you feeling? Is that helping you out a little bit? Like your win um, might damage Mike enough to the point where he just completely blew. Like you know he's like a yeah. slight breeze away from completely collapsing. <laughs> you might be farting in his direction to make all the cards fall right now. Yeah, because you know it's been real bad for me, and it's only 
it might be worse, arguably, for Mike. Like, he literally lost Trey Lance. You're literally transferring Darren. all of that, like, hopeless <laughs> feeling you had last week. Guys, guys, I've been texting Darren here and there, and I've never had this kind of vibe coming from Darren ever. Like, I've been like playing this, with fantasy like with Mike this guy. Literally, <laughs> Mike literally called me on the chat and was like, you're still trying to lose games. And I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, I'm trying to win, but it's just not going well. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does it feel that people actually think you're colluding to lose when you're honestly trying? Does that, like, damage like, you? It's got to, like... You're very well-respected in this league, obviously, but you are fucking struggling, friend. Yeah, it's not it's not going well. And, like, the last two years when I was trying to lose, like, I was winning. So, like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and now when you have all the pieces to really make a run, your team's like, ah, nah, you know, we're kind of yeah. tired. Yeah, but, I, I mean, it's getting, it's getting better, I think. Like, J.K. Dobbins is back now. Like, so I, I think it's getting it's trending in the right direction, but you know, Baker Mayfield has to get fucking better and they need to fire Matt rule and Ben McAdoo because you know, DJ Moore is not fucking doing shit. And that is not helping me. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like, let's is... talk about that right now. <laughs> Just like how a lot of people thought that the Colts offense was going to get a huge upgrade with Matt Ryan. People mm-hmm. also thought that Carolina was going to get a huge upgrade with Baker Mayfield, myself included. Like I am, I still yep. believe it's going to happen. And I'm a fucking idiot because obviously yeah. that ship has sailed, but I'm still sitting here looking at it be like, come on guys. No, hold on, hold on. Something could happen. But maybe yeah. the reality is maybe I kept thinking Baker's shoulder that was hurt that one season where everything started to fall apart was too injury dependent, but maybe he's just not good anymore. I don't know what it is, but it was not the upgrade we wanted. And so you actually went out and got DJ Moore. So I know you're obviously focusing way more onto this offense than myself because I have Christian McCaffrey and I fucking hate Baker Mayfield because he never checks it down to Christian McCaffrey, which gets me really, really mad. Christian, you would think that Christian McCaffrey would be top five in running back roots run, right? Like, you would think that's a given, right? You would think, yeah. So he, he's not. He's not in the top oh five. God. So, so it's Matt it's Rule. Coaching. It's coaching is the biggest problem because Baker obviously needs to be in a certain scheme. Like how Kirk Cousins is in a scheme that, like, fits Kirk Cousins. Like, but they're just not – they're not using their players correctly. Like, they need to have a ton of checkdowns, have Christian McCaffrey run a ton of routes use dj Moore. they're not they're not even using dj Moore on screens which makes no fucking sense whatsoever like they just need to use their best players more efficiently and they're not doing it like it just doesn't make any sense are you saying there's still a beacon of hope like a little light glimmering saying hey i'm not saying i'm not oh i'm not saying baker mayfield is going to be a franchise pdl quarterback that's not what i'm saying at all but what i'm saying is right now he's almost viewed in the same light as sam darnold when he was running this offense maybe even worse because sam darnold at least had a rushing upside yeah, and um, it's it's not looking great because they beat the Saints this week. I think if they would have lost to the Saints, then they would have fired Matt Rule or Ben McAdoo, one or the other. Oh, no. Uh, is this like a little lifeline that kind of extended that a little bit? Saying, like, oh, at least they won. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. Um, I don't know what – I don't know what – is going to be done or what's going to happen but you know something has to change down there because it's looking bad <laughs> yeah all right but let's continue that wraps up the recap from this past week so let's look forward and hey i know mike has got to be tilting once again maybe he does win tonight if cd lamb somehow puts up less than six but i'm just going to assume that he loses but he's floating into the bye week he gets to play the austrian oaks and uh that's going to help his psyche a little bit, right? Just getting a, a victory does help a lot. And if he does lose, if he wins his upcoming week, because he'll be on the bye week, he'll be right back at 500. And he's right yeah. in it again, right? Because I yeah. feel like, I don't know why Mike is tilting so hard, because there's only one bye week that goes out. And that's if you get the first seed. And right now, even I'm conceding that I might not get the first seed, but I'm fine because I know I'm going to make the playoffs. So I feel like if you're sitting at 500 um, after four weeks, you're actually but, sitting pretty good right but now um he doesn't have his quarterback too like he literally just lost mac jones for the foreseeable future so i mean if he has a down week and you know greg gets like all of his players back next week or whatever and he like plays well like there's a chance that he could have a crappy week and lose to greg and then that would be like real bad <laughs> but i mean he'll probably win but losing Mac Jones and Trey Lance is that's bad. Like, and I know he's definitely like, you know, feeling that because I would be too. Yeah. Quick update. Thank you for highlighting that. Mac Jones was diagnosed with a pretty severe high ankle sprain, which was a really big surprise because everyone thought it was going to be completely broken. People almost thought it yeah. was going to be like a tech pictures and it looked level. like he got freaking like shot. Like he was crying and shit. Like, I yeah, was like, that, yeah. That's 
Um, so I guess that might be best case scenario, but regardless, he is definitely going to be out for a period of time. And this is following up with the really bad vibes, unfortunately, coming out of Southern Oregon with Trey Lance's injury, who's already been deemed out for the entire year. It doesn't even matter if he recovers quickly. Shanahan was like, nope, he's, he's done. We're shutting it down. It's going to be Jimmy now. And so, yeah, he only has Josh Allen and no real other quarterbacks. So you might be right. Do you think because of the way that his season's already gone, he's already just going to be throwing in the towel? But my retort to that is you have his first round pick, don't you? Yeah, he's I'm sure, he, you know, he's going to be trying to get it back and everything. But, you know, unless he makes Blows it worth a while, I'm probably going to be keeping it because it's not it's looking like it's going to be a pretty, you know, top Six pick, I guess, right? Like, I don't know how long Mac Jones is going to be out for. Dude, if he six... doesn't have a quarterback, too, I don't care how good Josh yeah. Allen is. You need You're someone need else to back average there. 35 a week, like, just to make up for that, not having a quarterback, too. Or, you know, just have Lamar Jackson, who just got like 50 points. Yeah. Oh, whatever. No biggie. I'm not trying to flex here. Just sitting here. But no, I, I completely agree. There. So you're saying there is a very, there is a chance that the Australians could actually beat the smoke. It's it's possible. I mean, Greg almost beat Max this week, so it's possible. But I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's likely, but it's possible. Are you surprised by how competitive it's been? Because remember, before the season started, you said there's almost no realm in which it, anything should even be close in the matches that Greg yeah. has be, been playing. I mean, it's been a surprise for me, at least a huge surprise on how many points Tim is able to put up. Yeah, he's. I mean, week one, um, Josh's team scored less than him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're being a little bit reserved there, friend. But all right, let's continue. The next game we want to highlight is the Wichita Whirlwind versus the Dubrovnik Dragons. The Dragons are definitely a little bit upset because they have that blemish on their record. But do you think they're going to be able to bounce back against Wichita? Um, I don't think so. Only because Russell Wilson looks washed. Um, it really isn't looking great over there. Um, I just think that, like, you know, I don't know. It, it's just not looking, not looking good. It really isn't. Darnell Mooney just is capped by Justin Fields. Um, I, I think that Brett's going to roll on, get another win. There is a little bit of concern for Dubrovnik right now because of that Dalvin Cook news now, right? They no, said that. Oh, that's true. But still, yeah. I mean, how has? Yeah, I'm actually looking through the Madison's game log for Dalvin Cook reserve. right now. And Dalvin Cook has not been very good this season. I think he's yeah. running back 24. So you're right. That shouldn't really damage him too, too much. So you think um, Dubrovnik Dragons going to be able to bounce back and just jump off to a three and one yeah. start trying to secure that spot into the playoffs, huh? I think so. And then Jeff is going to be one and three and maybe looking to uh, sell some assets to Josh. <laughs> Do you really think uh, Wilson's uh, cooked? Um, I mean, it, it kind of seems like it. I mean, he just doesn't, he doesn't look good at all. Also looks so incompetent. Oh yeah. He looks like he's like a mistake. Like they should like, have before never the season him. started. I was like, damn Hackett and Russell will like even Aaron Rodgers says good things about Hackett. like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And now the season's out, I was like, I, what the hell happened? Like yeah, the he doesn't seem to know blocked. what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like literally, only like Cortland Sutton is like the only like reliable asset. And this is like I have Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams, but only Cortland Sutton is the only one that's like reliable to be like you know twelve points a game. Um, it's it's bad. <laughs> Yo, Darren, did you catch the um like early parts of the Sunday night game? Like, did you see any of the pre-show? Um, a little bit. I was cry. I don't know if you saw this, but I was cracking up because you're talking about how terrible Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos team was with time management. So they mm -hmm. showed that this person that they just hired that is in like re really close relationship with the Broncos organization, but it looked like it was like an 85 year old man in like the press box. And I was like, so you hired like an ancient ass 90 year old geriatric dude to manage that. Like you went out and hired this guy because for some reason you're I, like, I don't understand. Like, how incompetent yeah. can you? I, I just, dude, I just, it blows my mind. I understand there's yeah, a lot of bad. things that happen when the bullets fly, but this is football. Like, these are coaches that have been in the NFL. It's not like they're like, 
oh, let's get this kid who's played Madden and put it and make him as a football coach. And of course, they're in over their heads. But dude, everything out of Denver looks terrible outside of like what you said, Sutton. But are you also mm -hmm. frustrated as a Javante owner right now with how yeah. things are going? Because Melvin Gordon's getting everything too. Yeah, because I, I mean, I kind of expected, you know, with Russell Wilson there, Javante Williams was already top 15 last year, I think. Um, so with that shit show of a quarterback room that they had last year bringing Russell Wilson, I was like, dude, this guy is going to be top 12. Like, dude, they're going to be scoring like five touchdowns a game. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a, a few extra touchdowns and then it bumps him up from 15 to 12, like pretty easily. And then I was like, fuck, dude, Russell Wilson's not good anymore. <laughs> 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 it's like he absolutely secured the bag too like that was the biggest swindle ever it's if the heist like, dude if it doesn't turn around and he like is just like this is what he is now like if it doesn't get any better i'm not saying it's like not possible for him to improve at some point because he was like very very good um so like it might get better at some point but like if it doesn't that was like the swindle of the century getting that contract before the season started because if he tried to get that contract now they'd be like ah no you can finish out that two-year deal you have <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> Dude, he is absolutely making out like a bandit. Before we jump to the next game, I wanted everyone to know that this is the part of the show where we had a little bit of technical difficulties. So, Darren, we are recording this again, actually, because normally we have our podcast published on Tuesday mornings. I don't even know if you know that because I know we both don't listen to it. So, um, typically it goes out Tuesday morning. This podcast is actually probably going to be out like Tuesday late afternoon early evening kind of thing but yeah we have to re-record it so uh darren it was probably the best segment we've ever recorded too huh i think so it was a lot of good stuff in there but no one will ever hear it no and our heart isn't going to be in this one because we're gonna have to repeat some things but hey we'll keep it fresh because it's been a day and we're both like wow you don't remember what we we're talking about <laughs> that's kind of yeah. how our podcasts always go but here Enough stalling. Let's jump in. I think the game that we're about to talk about is the defending champs. Murphy Street Empire is going to jump over to the 0-3 Vatican City Cardinals. I mean, going from a bye to another bye is kind of unfair, especially because Murphy Street was struggling. But I feel like this doesn't need that much in-depth of a breakdown. So instead of breaking down what might happen this game, maybe we talk about Murphy Street Empire a little bit. Should the alarm bells be going right now? Especially because, uh, Darren, you and I were pretty high on Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. Yeah. How has that been in Chicago? Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Um, I saw a tweet earlier today, and the group that he was in was with, like, David Carr and um, Tim Couch and Tim Tebow. So if you're oh, dude, that is group not good that... company to be in right now, is it? <laughs> if that's a group you're in, yeah, you're you're probably toast. Um, I but mean, luckily, I, I Dak... Don't... Does look like he is hinting that yeah, he might he be able be to come back, back a little bit earlier. Yeah. People are yeah. joking that he's feeling threatened by Cooper Rush. Obviously, that's not true. But um, yeah, luckily he does look like he is on track to be coming back sooner rather than later. Yeah, but Fields is looking like he's probably a bust. I know I know Chicago is not really helping him out at all, but I just think even I think honestly, no matter where he was, he probably wouldn't be good. Um, I mean, there was a reason why all those teams passed over him, and sometimes they're right. I mean, a lot of the time they're wrong, but sometimes they are right. So um, it seems like this time that those teams that passed over him, that, you know, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, uh, Trevor Lawrence obviously went ahead of him. Um, it seemed like they might maybe because he's not looking great. So I don't think Max really has to worry because, like, his team's still, like, really good and he's obviously going to beat Josh because Josh's team's really bad. Um <laughs> But Max did struggle. He did struggle against Greg. He was like, you know, he was probably a little nervous at some points there. So um, Josh's team is slightly better than Greg's. So, I mean, if Max is another week like he did. Last oh, week, man. Imagine if he, he disappoints again, right? Yeah, that would be that would be scary. I mean, like, he scored 85 and, points. There's no other way of cutting it up, which is just when I you're the defending champion, don't. it's rough. But I feel like he has to feel somewhat good, though, because he's still in the 
undefeated. Like, say what you yeah. will if he deserves it or not. He is going to be 3-0, and it does not matter because a win is a win. And after this week, we're probably barely going to remember that he only put up 85 points. So I feel yeah. like he has to feel really, really good because he's going to want to bounce back. And luckily, he has Josh right there as kind of his punching bag. And I know he obviously can't control, all right, my team is obviously going to do a lot better. But mentally, you have to be like, oh, man, this is a lot better. Whereas if he was going up against Steve's team right now, I feel like he'd be yeah, he'd kind be of like, uh, real lose. scared. Yeah, he'd be shitting his yeah. pants. Yeah, because like I mean, he, I don't, I don't know. Like we call Greg like the every week buy and everything is like a joke because he has like one actual viable starter on his roster, but like Josh is literally playing like four dudes that are like zeros every week. Like Jalen Warren, Nick Westbrook, Akinney, and Anthony Schwartz and Austin Hooper. Like they're all like they're not going to do much for you. So um, he's basically I mean, to pl- be playing fair, with six guys. Uh, Greg was starting like Foster Moreau, um, Tanner Hudson. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that Greg's team is better, but he is. Greg is the buy, but, you know, Josh is like half of a buy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he can... like buy junior. junior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the weenie hut junior and the weenie hut. Like, <laughs> that's Josh and Greg. <laughs> oh man oh so yeah obviously murphy street is going to continue to win they're going to be four no so regardless of what we want to critique he is going to be undefeated and he is currently mm-hmm. on the fast track of getting that first round by which should be looking pretty good so let's move on let's talk about the most disrespected team in the pdl the hollywood hustle going up against the dallas strip this might actually be a little bit interesting of course hollywood hustle is coming off of the highest scoring team this mm-hmm. past week so they have to be feeling really really good and Dallas Strip kind of surprised some people putting up almost 140 points in a week where everyone scored pretty low I think we caught counting like four or five teams scored under 100 points it was unbelievable yeah so I feel like Dallas can lightning strike twice maybe we'll is this kind of like a recipe for a possible upset or is Hollywood just going to continue to roll on yeah, I think Brian's probably going to win this game. Um, his mashups are pretty good. Um, Romeo Dubs has a role now that all the other Green Bay receivers got hurt. Um, so, I, I mean, I think Brian's going to win. It might be, like, a little surprising because Welch's team has been better than expected so far this year. Um, so it might be a close game, but I, I think Brian's going to win. Do you think that there's almost been like a passing of the torch right now with Zeke and Tony Pollard? Like memes aside, I know we always dunk on Zeke, but obviously we watched Monday Night Football. Zeke definitely yeah. got his touches, but Pollard, dude, come on. Every time he touches the ball, he's it's, electric. It's going to get to the point where they're not going to be able to ignore it because he had like, I think, 13 touches for like 100 yards. Yeah, 13 so, like, touches for 105 yards. And he ripped off a 46 yard run. And that's something Zeke can just, I, I just don't think Zeke can do that. I don't, I don't think he has it in him anymore. So it's like, after a certain point, it's going to be like, you know, a 50 50 split or something. Like, it's going to be, he's going to have a role and like a pretty big role, I think. One last um, tidbit, sorry, and then continue, is Pollard has recorded 203 yards in the last two games. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not even saying that, like, Zeke looks terrible. It's just Pollard looks better. So it's they have to make sure he gets his 12 to 15 touches a game, I think, going forward. Yeah, Dallas has to feel really good, especially Welch with Trevor Lawrence. He just had one heck of a game dropping over 30 points. And Brees Hall looking pretty good. Um, who knows? Maybe by the second half of the year, he'll break out. But Michael Carter's pretty darn good there, too. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. But mm-hmm. he shouldn't feel bad because he has Drake London. Drake London has been the guy. And so good to the point where he's even overshadowing Kyle Pitts, which has kind of been crazy to kind of see. I don't think anyone would have really predicted that. But I, I yeah. definitely agree with you. This is definitely Hollywood's game to win. And so, yes, they have a blemish sitting at two and one right now. I think they're going to be really, really happy if they're able to rattle off another one and sit at three and one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that it's that's what's going to be. But um, well, will give him a run for his money, I think. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So here. We go, Darren. You have to have this circled on your account. Oh, no, you probably don't, but you know the Yows do because you're about to play 
the Philadelphia yes. Yellow Hawks. <laughs> and I just don't know what it is with the Yows. Anytime they're playing either one of us, they kind of like sit yeah. up a little bit. They talk a little bit more shit. And you're like, dude, I didn't even think you cared about the PDL that much. And they're like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you. It like, oh, just wait for this. So, um, yeah, this is going to be really, really fun. And who would have thought that this is what the records were going to stand when you guys faced off right now? You're sitting at one and two. Kev sitting at two and one. This one kind of has a really good recipe to be a great game. Sleeper right now almost puts it right down the middle at 50-50. Right now it is favoring uh, Kev at 53% and you're at 47 So it is pretty close, though, because this is just projections. So yeah. I would love to know kind of how you're feeling heading into this game. Um. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm going to lose because um, I think Kev's team's just playing a little better right now. Um, Herbert guy, is hurt, though. He just Herbert, like, Herbert's hurt, it. yeah. And they are playing Houston, so, you know, they might get a lead, but then that means probably more Eckler, and they also have Eckler. So um, I don't know if I can win in that situation as long as Herbert is actually playing. I need Herbert to just be like not play that game maybe, and that would be helpful. Um Mike Evans, they have Mike Evans coming back. Devonta Smith looked awesome last game. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown's hurt, though, and Amon Ross St. Brown's been amazing so far to start the year. Um, I don't know. I just need, like, my guys to, like, kind of get going. Like, CeeDee Lamb's been pretty good. Um, Cortland Sutton's been pretty good. Deontay Johnson's been pretty good. DJ Moore has been absolutely terrible. Well, and... he's just adjusting, right? He he just got to Carolina. He he just bought a house, and he's like, "All right, I got to get settled <laughs> yes. in with this franchise." And it's just it's just growing pains. He's not used to the time zone shift, even though there was none. But yeah, because he went from Carolina to Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, so yeah, I don't know. Like like Brady needs to get back on track, and I think he will because Mike Evans will be back. Um, it's just I've gotten off to a very slow start it's um not ideal but i mean it's i think it's possible that i could win this game and beat the owls um i just i don't really like my chances <laughs> yeah actually i thought i was gonna favor kev a lot in this matchup because he's just been they've just been unbelievable to start off the season but i yeah. think their team is low-key a little bit banged up like you mentioned amon ross st brown questionable even if he does play who knows to what extent he's going to be able to play but my biggest concern has to be justin herbert it's yeah. just I, I i don't even know if he's still on the injury list or what it is but just you can't feel good with the rib cartilage injury you know what i mean no. and so if he's taking injections just to be able to play i feel like last week he didn't practice at all leading all the way up to the game he didn't even do anything and then he just got an injection just threw him into the game and i just feel like I don't know. Houston's defense has been low key, pretty solid. And if they know that Herbert's banged up, I mean, you know, if you're Lovey Smith, just say, Hey, just put a little bit of extra elbow when you bring him to the ground, you know, just rough them up, mm -hmm. just really ground them. And so I feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility that he has another game where, like I said, he just put up less than 14 points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So what he might put up 17, 18 points against Texans. I feel like that's in the realm of possibility. And Tom yeah. Brady's about to go up against Kansas city. And I feel like uh, yeah. getting Mike Evans back Sunday night football, this, this is going to be great. So I actually am going to, like, yeah, I'm doing it. I think I'm going to pick you. I'm picking you in this one. Okay. I mean, I, my, my matchups are pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. Like I have, CeeDee Lamb against Washington, they just got absolutely torched by Philadelphia. Um, Brady against Kansas City, like, that's pretty good. Javante Williams against Vegas. Um, Deontay Johnson against the Jets. TJ Hawkinson against Seattle. Like, he and, – and they're probably not going to have DeAndre Swift, so he might be a little more involved in the offense. If they don't have Amon Ross and Brown, TJ Hawkinson might have the best game of his season this, this week coming up. Um, yeah, you would think – I feel like stinks. Hawk has been in positions where you would think that he would be – pretty productive but sometimes yeah. he just doesn't right or am i making that up um yes because last year he was set up to be like you know he was in that the main and i'm not good at picking offense, last year i was so high on tj hawkinson i was like he's gonna be like in the top three now and yeah. he didn't and then this year i was like yeah, all right cool come back easy top five tight end and uh <laughs> He's droppable. <laughs> I think I think Cole Komet's problem though might be more Justin Fields and the way that the offense is schemed more than anything. 
Um, yeah, but with the tight ends, like they're all just meh. So if you're actually good, you should at least Justin show Fields a only, sign. Justin Fields is only throwing 15 passes a game. So uh, like, that's fair. You can't, you can't do anything with that. <laughs> well, is I it just some Fields that's throwing 50 times, or is it just offensive corners? Be like, yeah, this is the way we like. To well, play. well, it's both. It's it's both. Yeah, it's it's the play calling, and I think that they have that play calling because they don't think that Justin Fields can do it um so i guess my final couple of thoughts before we move on to the pdl game of the week is so you 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 think it's over for justin fields now even if he gets a change of scenery elsewhere now it's just too late now we've you've seen enough and you think he's just not that good we've seen guys that like go to their second team and everything and like they get like a rejuvenation or whatever but like he was bad last year as a rookie he showed like flashes of like he might have it um and then this year it's been so much worse so like unless he turns it around pretty soon um if he plays like he has the first three games like throughout the rest of the season like i think he's pretty much done like i would be surprised if he was like good man that that would be rough but i feel like murphy street empire i mean they're still sitting okay because they have dak and kyler so they're one of the very rare teams that can actually sustain a huge whiff like that (laughs) Um, But I mean, that's just how well of a team that team is constructed. And last but not least, before I move on, I would be remiss. And I know our listeners would love to hear your reaction. And Darren, I'm sorry because I'm beating a dead horse, but I have to bring it up. You watch Monday Night Football. C.D. Lamb came through for you. But like he he was good, but like he was bad. Yeah, he left. left This was like the quintessential C.D. Lamb game. Yeah, he had flashes he, of brilliance, and then he, you're like, why are you still shit. a rookie? Like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, it, so br- break it down for me, Darren. What I, I would like to know where you're at. He's done that since he was at Oklahoma. Like, I can literally remember watching him in college and dropping wide open passes like that, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he but, like claws it out of the air, like backhanded, yeah. falling down, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is with him. Like, obviously, he's like super talented he's very good but he just i I don't know (laughs) i can't even explain it because like i've never like seen it like that but like he's he goes from being like you know top five dude like unquestioned and then he has like spots where he's like what the fuck was that (laughs) like Like his play style is conducive to what like you would imagine an x would play but his production yeah. says he's a slot receiver, but his personality is like, like super, like, you know what I mean? It, it, like yeah. I haven't seen a player like this where every time he touches the ball, you see something. And then other times yeah. you're just like, was that lamb? There's no way. But then there are also times last night when I saw these great catches and it was actually Brown that was coming down with it. I was like, Oh yeah, shit. No I thought count. that was lamb. I was like, Oh shit. Brown actually low key doesn't look that bad. But then I think that's also kind of me low key saying, and Hey, maybe I am looking at it with rose colored glasses because I just picked them up too. But Cooper Rush doesn't look that bad. Pretty good backup quarterback. He, huh? He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't look terrible. Like I'm not here. I'm, of... I'm not saying he's a franchise guy, but like Jimmy G <laughs> level, like he could be a bridge somewhere. Right. I mean, if there are like Jacoby Brissett guys starting right now that, Oh man, you know, that Brett stands for him hard. I mean, why not Cooper rush? He, he didn't look bad. Yeah, he did. He looked pretty good. I, I don't, I mean, I can't say that like, you know, <laughs> Let's compare Cooper Rush to go Jacoby Brissett. Who would you rather have running your team? <laughs> oh, dude, don't don't say that because because <laughs> you know Brett right now is opening up a spreadsheet of all these arbitrary stats to say Jacoby Brissett is the greatest football quarterback that's ever put on a pair of cleats. I I would prefer to have neither, um, but I mean Cooper Rush is three and and. He had that offense running better than Dak Prescott did. So, um, do you actually think what Jerry is saying will like actually stir oh, something, or is he just not. saying it just to be like, like yeah, because he loves the drama and yeah, he he's like, oh the, yeah. The show. <laughs> For oh, those of you who don't know, Jerry's like pushing a fake narrative, like, oh yeah, Cooper Rush is so good, this might cause a quarterback controversy, and everyone's like, dude, go kick rocks. What are you talking? You just paid yeah. Dak like a shit ton of money. Shut up. 
There's absolutely no way. Like, they literally push out Zeke Elliott and make him play last year with a torn PCL because they gave him all that money. And, like, there's no way that Dak's not going to be the starting quarterback when he comes back. Is it bad that a little bit, like a tiny little crevice in the back of my mind feels like Jerry kind of wants it to happen, though? He's all oh, yeah. about finding these it. gems. And he's like, he, love that, he loved that with Tony Romo. He loved mm-hmm. it with Dak. And now he paid Dak and everyone sees him as a superstar. Now he's like, now I found Cooper Rush. Look at this guy. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, I, I think that he would absolutely love it for like the media coverage. And like, you know, he loves being a center of the tension, everything. But I just don't. I would be shocked. Like, I would be shocked if they like actually were like, yeah, because they're already trying to push Dak to come back early. Like he wasn't supposed to come back until after the bye week originally. And now it's like he might come back week five. Yeah, <laughs> so and there's the literally fuck? no reason to rush him back because they're on the feeder right now. So you're absolutely yeah. right. So if, <laughs> if Cooper Rush is as good as they say he is, they would be like, oh, Dak, please just take your time. We want you back by the playoffs. We want yeah. you to be like at 100%. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They're winning games with Cooper Rush. Just let Dak be 100% until they – like if they say – if they were 0-3 right now, okay, I could be like, all right. Sure, they're, 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 I can see why they're rushing them. They but you don't want to do what like Russell Wilson did, where he evidently exactly. came back early and played don't come back early so bad because then it's just worse. Yeah, so just take your time; you'll be fine. But I don't know. Like, so let's put a bow tie on this conversation before, like I said, we move on. So, what is your realistic expectation of CD Lamb heading into this season? The dynasty uh, consensus bracket. He was as high as wide receiver three. When so Dak I'm not comes saying back, that's not possibility, but I, yeah, Darren, what is it? When Dak comes back, he's a top five receiver. He's getting the target share. He's playing elite at times. <laughs> um, like that, that been drive, top five though, Darren. That one drive in the fourth quarter, like he absolutely dominated that drive. Like he there, was. Do you hear? You're over. talking about a drive, man. But that's all. That's all it is for receivers. Like literally. Yo, Matt Collins is doing better than CD Lamb this year. Is that true? No, I think I made that up, but <laughs> I feel like that could be true. Because I know has been in the games where Dak Prescott didn't play. <laughs> CD Lamb has been very good, but the games where Dak played, he was very bad. <laughs> so. Uh, maybe the key is just to get Dak Prescott off of the Cowboys. I don't know how we're going to make that happen, but yeah, make that finger worse. You would think <laughs> that Dak would love throwing it to him, like because they seem to have great chemistry. But like when it's like on the field, he's just like, nah, fuck this guy. <laughs> it yeah. makes no sense to me, like at all. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Like it's it's very weird. Because like and now I see like mock drafts where they're like mocking like another receiver to the Cowboys, which they do need. Also, Don't Darren, that, that that was right, by the way. Matt Collins does have more fantasy points on the season than CD Lamb. That's so weird. As does Greg Dorch, <laughs> as does Noah Brown, his teammate, as does Jahan Dotson. Taj wow. or wow, I was gonna see Taj Boyd. I meant Tyler Boyd. These are all wide receivers that uh have more points than him. I, I'm sorry to break that to you. But to be fair, I his still... quarterback did go down. But that's what I'm just trying. I'm just trying to help you but here. This better. is, a, this is an better. intervention right now. You keep saying top five. Not only has he's... he never been top five. <laughs> he's going to be. He's yes. averaging He's averaging over 11 targets a game. That's that's good. That's like elite, you that's, know, top five receiver how, status. You, that's you think the... that's helping you? hurting you he always does and he still can't do shit that's Devonte adams status he he's on yeah, track he for like 190 numbers. targets he's on track for 190 targets but look how poor his efficiency thing yeah i'm sure he's gonna convert him sooner or later that's true but like isn't it alarming at all to you that he's already getting this much value and he fucking sucks well, he's he's been good the last two games. The first, the only game he I'm sucked just, was the first. I'm just trying to be dramatic. I'm just trying to <laughs> shake you up like intervention style. But I'm just trying to help you because <laughs> I, I, it is undeniable he's talented. You know I love him. Yeah, it's he's undeniable that the numbers that he's getting is good. You're, you're, you're even telling me he's getting double-digit targets, Tommy. But I'm telling you, I understand. But that's hurting your argument because give that double-digit targets to Jamar Chase and he does much better. Give that double digit target to another wide receiver that you would say is comparable to CD lamb that you imagine. And I guarantee it would be better like AJ Brown, anyone else. 
So to me, it's a little bit concerning that even though he's already getting this production and volume, it's just it's just still not panning out. I think but to will, be though. fair, he, he did drop that one ball. This conversation would be very different if he didn't drop that one ball. Because that would have been like, oh my God, he would have ripped off another huge game. Yeah, I, I think that like this week he was what one catch away from having like 30 points this week. So Oh yeah, he, he <laughs> everyone we would be having a coming out party for him right now, actually. We would have changed this whole episode yes. just for that. But yeah, so right. I, I think he's 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 there. He just needs to be a little more consistent. Hey, he and he just carried you guys stuff. to a victory. So I mean that's pretty alpha shit. He did. He was the best. You needed him and he pulled through. He he kind of made it a little dramatic, but he was like, all right, let me put a stamp on this shit. I know it was the fourth quarter before he decided to do anything. Were you sweating then, like, a little bit? Like you knew you were gonna win, obviously, but you're sweating just a little bit. I I was kind of like internally like laughing because I was like, if I lose, this would be like the most pathetic thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> like I needed six points. <laughs> like this would be like textbook, like the worst. Like I don't think you and I could have sat in a room for a year and thought of many different ways the season can start, and we would have never come up with this one situ- scenario yeah. that's actually like, going to be playing out. I was like, you know, Brett could start out 0-3 if it goes really bad. Like, <laughs> here I am, almost going 0-3. <laughs> and how poetic is it that it was in CD Lamb's hand, too? That's, like, amazing. Like, you can't yeah. write it any better. Yeah, it's the guy I wanted to be in his hands because if I was relying, well, yeah, that's not not exactly true because like I would have been pretty confident in Deontay Johnson or Cortland Sutton to get like six points, but um, pretty much any other non quarterback I have on my roster at this point of the season, how bad they've looked, I would not be confident in anybody else. There's three players on my team I'm confident in, and they're all receivers. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely get that. That's just how you <laughs> built your team. You're literally wide receiver, you right. Yeah. Yep. I got so many. And I got Garrett Wilson, who Mike is trying to goat me into elevating off my taxi. And I, I totally would if I didn't already have five receivers that I think are better than him. Yeah. Like that's to me, that doesn't bother me at all. Like if you had Garrett Wilson in your taxi and your wide receiver depth was like dog shit, I would be like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, are but you like, doing even if you elevated Garrett Wilson right now, you can have an argument that he would still be on your bench and not in your yeah. starting lineup just because that's just how your wide receivers are. So yeah, no, I, I don't really like, see the argument that Mike was making. But like, see, he's obviously tanking. I was like, yeah, that doesn't a must make any start. sense. I was like, oh, I don't know if he's a must start, especially with Zach Wilson coming back. Zach Wilson could absolutely. That's a death that blow, dude. Offense. That is a death <laughs> blow. I honestly, okay. There's a very real chance that. I owe Max a gigantic apology for clowning on him when he was trying to ship off Conklin, saying how amazing he was. He's actually doing very well right now. He's doing very well. But my only last argument is, yo, Wilson's about to come back. He's doing all this with Flacco. So there's a very real chance that that that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like now he could hyper target somewhere else, someone else that isn't a tight. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's why Mm -hmm. I'm just like, all right. For me, this would be an ideal cash out. And I feel like that's what Max has been trying to do because he knows this isn't sustainable. And oh man, we're putting him on blast. But I just I just feel like it's not sustainable. But I could definitely be wrong. But if yeah. I am, I am definitely going to be sending Max the roses and saying I was wrong. And he is just the goat at identifying um really good tight ends because I'm <laughs> evidently terrible at that. But with that being said, let's continue on to the game of the week. Darren, I might be biased, but I feel like this one has to be it. I I am going to be going up against Steve, who is undefeated. And this one is going to be a doozy. And I would love to get your breakdown on this because it is the game of the week. Okay, so first off, we have the quarterback matchup. Um, We have Lamar Jackson against Buffalo and Tua Tagovailoa against Cincinnati. Um, given that to Lamar, pretty pretty easily there. Is um, Tua banged up a little bit? He is. He's questionable. He might not even play this game. So I guess that Tua could be Carson Wentz, and still I would still give it to Lamar Jackson. Um, Derrick Henry against Indy and Nick Chubb against Atlanta. I'm gonna give it to Derrick Henry by a hair because he got back on track. Um, so that's two two to nothing so far. Um. Christian McCaffrey against Arizona and Saquon Barkley against Chicago. Um, this one definitely 
should be a push um, because Saquon's been great so far. They're playing Chicago and they're terrible against the run. But Christian McCaffrey hasn't had a Christian McCaffrey game yet where he's been over 20 points. And I think that's coming because Arizona is really bad on offense as well. Um, so I think this is a Christian McCaffrey game and Christian McCaffrey by a hair. I'm going to give it to Christian McCaffrey. Um, it definitely could be a push, though, but I'm going to give it to Christian McCaffrey. Um, Devontae Adams against Juju Smith-Schuster. Devontae Adams is playing Denver. He could be shadowed by um, Sertain, who's really good, um, but Juju is playing Tampa Bay, also, also a good defense. Um, going to give it to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams came out like on social media or whatever and was complaining that like he's not happy about how the Raiders have started. Um, usually when receivers complain like that, they get the ball a lot. So I think it's going to be a Devontae Adams game. <laughs> yeah, the coach um, pretty much goes up to Derek Carr and be like, all right, dude, shut up. He needs at least 10 targets. <laughs> yeah, like you got to shut up your best friend over there. You got to like drown. Like, I don't care if we lose by 30 points. Devontae Adams is going to have 40 targets. Stefan Diggs against Baltimore and Chris Olave against Minnesota. Um, definitely Stefan Diggs, like no doubt. Um, A.J. Brown against Jacksonville and D.K. Metcalf against Detroit. This is pretty easily A.J. Brown. Um, George Kittle against the Rams on Monday Night Football and Darren Waller against Denver. I'm going to give it to George Kittle because they're playing on Monday Night Football, but this one definitely, this could be another push for sure. Um, Mike Williams against Houston and Dawson Knox against um, Baltimore. Um, I'm going to give it to Mike Williams because Dawson Knox is Dawson Knox and he's still not super involved in the offense. Um, Alvin Kamara against Minnesota, a London game, and Khalil Herbert. Oh, Khalil Herbert against the Giants. I, this is weird, but like I kind of want to give it to Khalil Herbert if he isn't playing. I kind of I do. Kamara's not been good, but they're playing in the London game. I'm going to say this one's a push. Kamara against the Vikings and Herbert against the Giants. If as long as Montgomery's not playing, I'm saying this is a push. But if Montgomery's playing, it's definitely Kamara. Um, Joe Burrow against Miami and Pat Mahomes against Tampa Bay. I think this is a push. Um, Miami and Cincy, they should be scoring a lot of points. Um, Pat Mahomes are playing Sunday night football against Tampa Bay. They have a good defense. I think they'll both get around like 20 points. Um, so I think that's a push. Um, so at the end of the day, I think you're going to win. And I don't know if we said this in the part of the podcast that was recorded already. Um, but Steve currently is the best team in the PDL, in my opinion. Um, but after this upcoming week, after week four, I think that you would take that top spot in the PDL and you would be the sole best team in the PDL because you will be knocking off the top dog after this week, I think. I mean, you said it, but isn't that a little bit disrespectful to Murphy Street Empire, who is currently undefeated yeah, and will most likely be undefeated be? even after um, this week because he's, he's up against Josh. Who's he, who's he beat, though? He beat you week one. That was a very yeah, tight game. So he easily can be better than me. Well, because... he, barely, he barely beat Greg. <laughs> and he, he's playing Josh this upcoming week. And he beat <laughs> Jeff, who's down at the bottom of the ranks with me. So <laughs> it's he's only the only team he's beat is you. It's like basically like, you know, when they have um, Alabama and Alabama, like it's always like, who's the, who have they played? They play nobody. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's like you you're. I mean, all you have to week. be like, Tom, he scored 85 points this week. So shut he the did. fuck he up. 85 <laughs> points and he basically doesn't have a quarterback, too. So it's it's struggling down there. In Do you actually week. think it's viable for him to just not start Justin Fields and just start another one of his players? Like, like, well, not joking. If you, if you look at it, if you put Justin Fields literally had three points last week. So if he would have started. How much did he have Zeke, the week before that? He, he didn't have that much the week before either did he or am i no i think he had eight or something i have him in my redraft league so he's also miserable there yeah he had i have it up right now the week before yes yeah, so, <laughs> so, so he had 7.8 and then less than three points this week <laughs> he might I, honestly he, he really might want to consider not playing him he, he really like he if he played zeke yeah i was gonna say he just week, put he in got 14. Zeke. 
if he played Amari Cooper, he would have got 19. Like, if, like Amari Cooper had 20.6 and 19.6 the last two weeks. That that would have so been Cooper should Justin be in Fields. a super flex is what we're trying to say right now. He he should probably consider not playing Justin Fields. Like he, it should be it should be in his mind until until at least he like sees something from him. But until then, like he he can probably yeah, like sit what he went back to back games throwing like the ball. Like he only attempted yeah. like twelve passes. Well, obviously that's a hyperbole, but he did not throw it much at all. And this is just kind of concerning because. That's kind of been the whole thing with the Bears. Everyone's been really yeah. disappointed at how much he's been airing it out. And you would think that with all this public pressure that they would kind of unleash Justin Fields a little bit. But they're like, nope, we're just going to keep doing it this way. And I mean, it's kind of head scratching, but I definitely agree. I feel like at this point, you definitely have to at least it. consider it. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's definitely something he can consider because like he's he's basically just like, you know, wasting points sort of. Um. I know that he's a quarterback and his ceiling is higher than like most of these guys, but like this upcoming matchup, he's playing the giants um, and it's in New York giants defense has been like pretty decent, but he has Jamal Williams on his bench playing against Seattle. And if Deandre Swift isn't playing, I would definitely play Jamal Williams over Justin Fields. I think just because it's been like not good. So like even like Amari Cooper against Atlanta, like that's, pretty decent and then that might be better than Justin Fields so he he definitely has to consider it I think yeah Jamal Williams has been an absolute touchdown machine so he is absolutely going to get his due especially if DeAndre Swift is going to be out for any amount of time I don't expect him to become the bell cow but he's still going to get a bunch of touchdowns because apparently the Lions offense is like cooking this year which is uh, really really exciting to see and dude as a Jamison Williams fan I am getting really excited to see how this might happen because, hey, Jared Goff hasn't looked that bad, huh? Um, Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> like, I'm not saying he, he looks great, decent. but, like, yeah. he's looked fine. Like, if Amon Ross St. Brown is good, that you're kind of low-key saying, all right, Jared Goff isn't that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that Jared Goff is disrespected in a, a little bit. I, like, I'm not saying he's like he's a little good. goofy, right? Yeah, and I'm not even saying he's good because I don't think he's good. But um, Matt Stafford has looked absolutely terrible so far this year. And when the Rams had good pass protection, Jared Goff looked really good. Last year, the Rams had good pass protection, and Matt Stafford looked really good. So I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that like Matt Stafford is good, but I don't think a whole lot separates Matt Stafford from Jared Goff. Like they're seen completely differently as quarterbacks. Like Matt Stafford is. You know, also, to be fair, doesn't Matt Stafford have like that weird elbow injury? So he like he does. Yeah. So does. like you could kind of. I mean, even last year he led the league in interceptions, didn't he? Yeah, and he he's always thrown interceptions his whole career. Yeah, like, and this year I know he's already thrown a shit ton this year. Yeah, so I I think he's actually like on pace for like thirty something interceptions. So oh, he's I, he's going after Jameis's thirty for thirty, huh? He is, but I I actually actually I think he's on pace for more. Um. Oh. He's escalated to the 40 for 40 club. I I just don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't think that like Jared Goff is as bad as he is. And I don't think that Matt, I don't know how I really got on Matt Stafford here, but like, I don't think Matt Stafford is as good as people make him out to be. Um, It's, it's weird. Cause like he gets no, no flack, you know, like he's Matt Stafford's like, Oh, super. He won, That's because he he's like the Messiah we because he was sacrificed in Detroit for like his entire career. And now he made it yeah, out. But, and everyone's like, you can do no wrong. Yeah. But who cares? Like who cares? <laughs> who cares that you played <laughs> for a bad team forever? Who cares? That doesn't really mean anything to me. And I don't know why it should mean anything to anybody else. Like if, if you play for a bad team, that's, that sucks. That's where you got to Stafford's great. But like, I, uh, he's just to me, and I shouldn't view him this way, and this is really disrespectful, and I think it's just because he's played for Detroit for so much, for so long, Kirk sorry. I is better than Matt Stafford. What? Yeah. All right, I wasn't going to... Well, you mean, like, now? <laughs> because, like, Matt Stafford's, like, 40? They're, like, the same age. Are they? Why do I think Matt Stafford is so much older in my head for some reason? Matt Stafford is 34, and Kirk Cousins is... Also 34. They're the exact same age. Oh, my God. So you just mean like current form right now, you would take Kirk Cousins over him, not like uh, yeah, career. Yeah, 
like five years ago. Well, I don't even know because five years ago, Kirk Cousins was better than you're, he was you're, now, you're saying so. some dangerous things right now. Oh, I'm getting Brett excited. I know that <laughs> <laughs> he's getting pumped up. Oh, yeah, we only have a minute, so we might get uh, cut out. But in case we do, guys, thanks for joining in. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.